You are listening to the Rialto on Horizon Radio. Before we left off, we spoke to DA, DA Ward Councillor uh, Warren Byrne. Now, the Active Citizens Coalition is a new party contracting in this year's elections. Talking to us today is Ward 30 ACC candidate Mohamed Hussain. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the, to the show. Wa alaikum salam and Jazakallah. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity as the ACC. And now, obviously, the ACC is a new party. That is that uh, is a new party. What is ACC's manifesto? And tell us more about yourself and what you stand for in the party. Okay, great. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, the ACC stands for the Active Citizen Coalition. I think uh, the name in itself says it all, but I'll elaborate more as we go along. Uh, first and foremost, the um, manifesto is uh, is basically. Uh, separated into the executive summary. It's uh, got a portion about the framework and of course our goals and as well, including our principles. So I'm going to try and summarize these uh, seven or eight pages into a small snapshot for yourself. Fundamentally, uh, the ACC is dedicated to uh, committing to find ways of improving the lives of the people that it serves. Ultimately, what we're talking about here is cleaner wards, free of crime, grime and pollution. Uh, of course, um, amongst uh, a hell of a lot of other things. In other words, we are envisaging to uh, for wards, um, the wards for its people and by its people. Now, when we talk about that, uh, the, we've lost about 20, 21 years plus minus in terms of you know going back and forth, many different uh, uh, you know crises that we've faced, and bringing the country to where it is. We have to admit, the country is in a state of crisis and disaster. Our economy uh, is, is at rock bottom, uh, globally recognized and uh, as a riot country of the world, and um, it's it's just it's just in shambles. Something has got to change. So, what happened was I I was uh, traveling um, in in Africa a lot over the last ten years. Forty six percent of Africa, actually Europe. And I left the company at the beginning of last year to do my own uh, sort of business. And ultimately, leaving France, having stayed there, I came back. Period. I did a lot of project management, and uh, it was a lot of infrastructure in Africa, in Katanga, Chingola, Malawi, Zambia, Mozambique, and quite a number of other countries. And of course, traveling to France uh, helped me to actually get a business sense and a corporate sense. But by doing so, I was involved in infrastructure deployments and projects. So when you do a project management for a corporate company, you, you do it A to Z with follow-ups. And um, I say that because today our, our local council uh, experts actually don't have project management in their back pocket. But going back to the history, uh, what I found is that the corporate company that was with number eight in the top 20 freight forwarders in the world, literally um, had to actually invest in the communities wherever we did projects. So I naturally got involved in projects whereby we were involved with soccer teams in Chingola or in the port activity in Ivory Coast. So naturally I was meeting with government and I was meeting with councillors and, and, and mayoral people, you know, and in, in uh, assisting with initiatives through our company to help the communities. So it was about 10-15% of my time on, on that subject. And thus, coming back to South Africa, I literally started to see the 
impact that we had here over the last two years due to COVID and the looting, and my community activism kicked in. I've met with the DA on many occasions, and the uh, DA's provincial lead, Dean McPherson, have had meetings with them and also tabled, uh, where I chaired the meeting actually, and tabled points that today are still pending. And I've got a minute of meeting for that, that uh, we're still waiting for answers. And I was sad because of the poor state of service delivery. But then I got involved in the looting, recruiting 93 patrollers in eight hours, and literally, um, which is three cul-de-sacs at the Westwood Mall, the new McDonald's. We literally saved the McDonald's and the Westwood Mall. But having done that, the tactical services, the CPF heads and Westwood were, uh, recognized us significantly. And I was then taken to MTR said the president of the active citizens coalition and, um, having a, a long discussion with him, I said to him, just, I don't want to get involved in politics. And I had a big smile on my face and he said to me, Mojo, this is perfect. I don't want a seasoned politician. <laughs> So what happened then was he explained to me that I want you for the fact that you have all the skill sets uh, uh, outside of South Africa and within South Africa, and you are able to actually bring your charity and humanitarian work and your fight for, for service delivery into governance. And for this, we want the active people. We are tired of having seasons, uh, you know, seasoned politicians. Um, and that's how I got involved with the Active Citizens Coalition. So I think I've summed up what I bring to uh, the party and the fact that I've found my space um, and, uh, and the ACC has also found, uh, uh, I think, a good candidate in me. Thank you. Your major cam campaign frequently refers to change through activism. What do you mean by this? Explain to us how you intend on doing so. Okay, so... Um, over the last 20 years, we have seen change that has resulted in a rapid pace of destruction to the economy, right? Um, I, I think um, uh, promises and promises and promises that were not fulfilled. Um, it's clear what the, the, the disaster the country is in. I mean, we go into, into certain kind of cities and certain sorry, areas, and it's a nightmare in terms of uh, service delivery. So the people on the ground feel this the most, and unlike other countries, you watch the news and you see uh, in other countries, the, the people actually lead what they want. Well, not everywhere, but they kind of have a say in what they want. Today, we, we don't have, um, our citizens are not mutually and collaboratively mobilized. What I mean by that is simply most of our citizens are so used to listening to all of the campaigners, the ruling parties, say what they're going to do and advertise this and everybody is just just listens to that and and those that vote vote and those that don't vote don't vote because they're just tired of it and it's the same story again what we stand for is we want to make sure that we get the average citizen and through their active citizens in their groups and there's many 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 out there uh raise the bar on their interaction with us and for us to lead as active citizens within governance and creating multiple groups and this takes a lot of energy for sure but we have to make change by changing the ball game the ball game changes by ensuring that we don't anymore have seasoned politicians with ulterior motives i know that sounds like a, a huge change but it starts now 
And even if we make a small dent at first, I think people will go through probably another set of rioting and looting before they realize that they should raise their voices and that they can raise their voices. Yes, now the ACC has been campaign campaigning about the most progressive party. What makes the ACC the most progressive party? Um, Kibayt, uh, not intending to leverage on this point, right, but the ACC is the only party that has taken active citizens and extended uh, its integrity's secure methodology. As you know, you know, um, I could safely say that the active citizens is, uh, coalition is an extension uh, of the integrity secure and integrity outreach. Literally, it's the same president. Now, by doing so, I, I'm I'm, I am leveraging on that because the fact is that the methodology and the success of Itegrini Secure and Itegrini Outreach over the last 10 years, um, we know for a fact that it, if it wasn't for the Itegrini Secure during the looting, 85% or 90% or 100%, the communication uh, was tremendous and that brought together the, the active patrollers. So the concept is the same thing. The president is the same person. The teams are, are the same. In fact, the, the, we, we rub shoulders to such an extent that our processes and procedures um, make for meaningful change. So I will give you some examples uh, shortly. But finally, what, what we ultimately aim to do is, is the same principle, inspect, understand, and rectify. And what we're adding to that is obviously the follow-up. Yes, now your party plans to change the way communities address service delivery. Can you give us some practical ways in which you aim to do so? Great question. Thank you so much for that. So, I was waiting for something like this because, you know, what's very important is when, when myself and quite a number of people were approached by MTS and we were worried, to be honest, we were worried that on the one hand, we be confident about, about our activity and our citizenry, right? But on the other hand, you know, what's, what's the impact with counselors and their jobs? How do we actually gain momentum and learn what they do? <laughs> but for, right, I, I'm laughing and I'm smiling because I, I, I feel so excited about the fact that we've made more positive damage. Positive damage, I mean, we've made such positive impact in the, in the last three months or more. And especially, uh, I'm so thrilled to say that I find the counselor's job very easy, and, and I'll explain why. Um, so what I've done differently is, is obviously added uh, the mechanism of project management and uh, um, also analytics into the equation. So if we take uh, the first step that we've done, we're not saying we're going to do this. This is We have already done this in the last few months. So what we did was we created some core groups. This is uh, creating your foundation, your structure, your teams. And we've done this within each uh, community and area. For example, we just created a community rejuvenation program in, in the Bristol, uh, Galway, Naval area. And uh, we were they calling for help. So we've created a number of people that have added them to different service delivery and social economics uh, teams. And uh, we've started the platform. But more than that, we've also uh, gathered their names, details, and we've understand, uh, understood what their backgrounds are. Today, there are various sub-standards of community uh, activism, meaning that they're doing good work, but all with different standards, 
different type of groups and no process and procedures. So some are gaining more than others. Secondly, we have already created multiple platforms called um, ACC, Mavel SD, ACC, Bonella SD, and so forth. So these are practical service delivery groups. When I say practical, um, the whole aim of this is to uh, filter only service delivery matters into this because most of the other groups are polluted with communication about, uh, you know, general um, uh, other elements about their cars and, and dogs and, and we love wildlife and animals. So we've got a separate thing for that. But when it comes to service delivery, we want to speak specifically about service delivery. What happens with a crime group, for example, is the wise will have a, a unique ping on their phone. And whatever time that goes off, you'll have the integrity, secure patrollers and everybody jumping up to it. But when you have somebody talking about a service uh, on a service delivery group about the newspaper got delivered late and the guy left it on the side uh, of the road and not on my, on my driveway or inside my yard, obviously the, the pollution starts in the group and the service delivery becomes fragmented. So I hope you understand that portion. I'm not going too fast or slow, right? Is it okay for you? Yes, yes, it's fine. Thank you so much. Thirdly, uh, ACC has a, has a strong network within all sectors. Uh, this has been grooming and I was so amazed when, when I spoke to Impias and the various teams is a great team. And I started to think that, okay, I, well, I thought I had contacts, but when I met with all of the ACC members and realized the contacts that they had inside the municipality, inside the, the departments, the SAPs and so forth, it was amazing we were able to to really, really help each other. So it's it's more or less a case of um, we practice putting on our own mask first, first before we can help other passengers uh, for those that fly often. Um, fourthly, we apply a strong analytical and project management approach. Now, at national level, we are, the government governance is supposed to have uh, project management people, right? Uh, at provincial level, the same. Whether it's getting done or not, uh, for me, uh, you know, personally, I've seen cross order trains that were higher than the cable lines. I've seen, you know, project management with the, we've seen actually with the stadiums and stuff and, and use all over. So I'm not going to go into the detail of that. But at local level, which is where our focus is, um, we have to get the service delivery right. And today there is no councillor that is producing budget spends, analytical reviews of this is how many times electricity got cut in uh, Mavel or Bonella, and five of these spots are consistent. Um, and then project managing them from A to Z and saying, okay, these five spots, we need to take it into the municipality and we need to do a huge project about this to see whether transformers need to be changed. Do we need to have a separate transformer station for the informal settlers? We obviously want them to have electricity. We want them to have water, no problem. But do we have to have that so that when they illegally connect to it, it doesn't impact the ratepayers? Down going towards Galway, there's a service station that has a little water station there. And we've seen vehicles load water into that every night. People have taken pictures. So when it comes to the actual usage of water, ratepayers are now going to be struggling uh, with increased, are struggling already with increased 
rates on water, electricity, and so forth. And who's paying for that? So every informal settlement is not paying for that. Electricity, situation, and so forth. And at the end of the day, um, we aim to actually look at those elements in detail. Again, through project management. Today, what they're doing is the councillors are literally doing bandage fixes. And this is, this is a new system because it is a repetitive uh, breakage in power supply and so on. So what we started to do is, is focus on every matter as a short term and running parallel to that long term. So here's an example. So I went to Bonella uh, and I've got made a lot of pictures which I can share on one of your platform and emails from the DSW team and so forth. Over two and a half years, plus more than that, the community has been struggling to get garbage uh, removed. So if you went in there, there's approximately 10 to 15 areas where garbage is stacked up on the pavement, one meter high or 1.5 meter high in some instances, 15 meters long. This is a nightmare. I just sent a mail today. It's a, it's a crisis. It's a health crisis. Um, so the service delivery was simply not increased for, to cater for the influx of the population. Accordingly, we see the garbage in, in that extent. So I went into the DSW five weeks ago and I express, expressed our willingness to initiate like a sustainability program. So they were asking me, what are you talking about? So I said, okay, what if I came up with uh, a solution whereby we get sponsors to provide poles, fencing, uh, the U-nails and uh, ready-mix cement? We Cordon off a four meter by four meter uh, fenced area with one portion open, and we provide area for a skip to be placed. We provide the material and we get it done, but in return, you bring to us a TLB and a truck and give us a skip. And I tell you what, in two days, we had a TLB and a truck that cleared up, uh, sorry, it was three days, that cleared up three specific areas. One was in front of Jabula Hardware, and thanks to Jabula, they had provided us with the material, a sponsorship, and they saw what we did. So now we continue to do the same in the other areas. But what we then did is we partnered with another corporate that is providing us with seedlings. They're coming down from Johannesburg in on the 12th of this month, of November, sorry. And they're providing us seedlings and agricultural support. So that's the medium term. term. And then what we're going to do in the long term is find and donate to those uh, sectors, a little machine with a with a, um, a generator that can uh, have a funnel. You just throw the garbage in with a spade. It grinds it into compost, and then you mix it up with the sand. So these are the elements that we want to try to achieve in the long term. But these are strategies and visions that we have. The same has been considered with water, electricity, and other service deliveries. A quick example, what we found is that most of the community Lights go out and everybody says, my lights are out, my lights are out, my lights are out. And you get 15, 20, 30, and they mention the street. But nobody's getting a reference number. So we changed the process for quite a few places. And one person gives us a few reference numbers. They give us the street numbers. And we post a specific alert sign with uh, the detailed power outage, water outage, alert sign again. And then we put down a detail of where it's at and the reference numbers. And we send that to our contacts. Because our contacts inside were basically saying, okay, you know what, you sent me seven messages, but it's difficult at 12 midnight to actually put this all together and send our guy in the, uh, in the engineer's department. You know? So that's how we've actually managed to change 
things and uh, continue to do so. Yes, now ACC President Imtia Sayed said, uh, I quote, bring truism back into politics. How will ACC do this? Um, okay, another good question. So we, we've started off and that was the first thing Imtia talked to us about. Um, in terms of the principles, the uh, principles of our group is, uh, of, of our party is belonging and participation. Uh, and, and he just has chosen wisely and he's spoken to all of the people individually and jointly. And the the group and the team are, are so, um, you know, collective activism. We are so collective in our, and, and, and mutual in our communication. And we have the same, um, uh, you know, the same goals, the same targets. Uh, we've been empowered. Uh, with some parties, you will see just one person consistently speaking. And that's so sad because, you know, people can see a powerful guy speaking, talking about good stuff. And sadly, they don't see that, okay, isn't this one guy? What about the rest of his team? And and I'm not going to mention parties and stuff in this, but what Injustice has done is he's empowered us. And that's fundamentally important for every party. Uh, the the other thing is he's, he's enforced us to look at sustainability projects and not bandage fixes. But having said that, we belonging and you know us belonging and participation. He's also got a strong code of conduct, uh, and is more well achieved as candidates are already fighting for their already you know for their communities without pay. Meaning that these are all candidates that have been fighting for the communities without pay. And when the offer came up to join a party or when they uh, were asked if they want to join, basically everybody jumped at the opportunity, not even thinking about money or not even asking about money. And this in itself is truism. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, our, our SG is, is a fantastic guy and he's been behind the scenes nurturing every single individual. Um, the party is all about tourism uh, and, and human dignity. And thus, when in governance, each candidate will focus on the people's struggles and needs first, and by staying on top uh, through our internal analytical status and approach. Uh, one, one more thing, you know, current politicians, they tend to deviate from actual service delivery often. These days, we can see they, they've got a service delivery, it's a quick bandage fix, and then they want to deviate to why. And we found that we are doing it. And uh, that's a, a, a huge difference, difference between us and, and, and all of them. I, I'll give you another example. Currently, they're spending millions on posters. And the community is asking me, Mojo, Mohammed, these poles that the posters are on, the lights have been filled or not functioning for, for a long time. Are we waiting since August? I've just sent an email a short while ago to the department and said to him, how come you have a request, a service delivery number, reference number since August, and you have not replied to date, but I just got notification of it two days ago. Yes, now youth are the future of our communities. Do you have any plans on youth empowerment or upliftment in the sense of basic training like self-defense, uh, subsistence, environmental affairs and social well-being when it comes to abled and differently abled members of the community? Uh, absolutely right. Um, this is amongst the top priorities uh, for the party. Um, so the party started as a as a result of integrity, secure and integrity around outreach, as you as you know. And uh, having a gap in service delivery and the council is not heeding the party's intent. 
um, as a result also of communities of all ages and abilities and lack of um, uh, uh, have been trained on the basic use of communication tools, for example, and understanding the basic rules of alerting and escalating on incidents. So I'm saying we've literally assisted people to, to even if you are in a state of inability, there are some things that some people can do. So this is not too easy for us. Uh, as, as intent will be to use the existing platforms and processes, we have planned to reach out and we have the means and know-how to empower and uplift those who feel abandoned and alone. So literally, you know, what we're saying is that we've been to university recently where there was um, a child that was lost from her parents. She was seven, nine or 20 years old, I think, on drugs and she was on the street for many months and her parents tried to, to bring her back. And I went with Karen, one of our um, counselors for another area and we, we actually, found within that space, we found students that were lacking food because they didn't have accommodation. They were living in a certain student shelter. We found a situation like this with this young lady. And we found as well that they that they brought in a, a very sickly elderly man that they that they were helping. And so we we immediately reacted and, and assisted with all three elements. But it it allowed us to realize that there's more to it than just basic service deliveries. So indeed, we have a space. Our space intends to create multiple groups and have multiple peoples, uh, people from our teams, from Integrity Secure, from ACC, from all of the factors to, to lead these groups. But we want to empower persons within the communities and persons within those uh, establishments. Uh, by doing that, we are definitely going to get out. Yes, now we've seen much corruption on all levels. For example, we've seen workers taking long breaks, extending to work, into work time and uh, still getting paid full. What measures will be put in place to control corruption? Okay, um, okay so this, this area needs a great effort uh, and a strategic approach. Uh, absolutely, we, we can't ourselves deal with what's happening in, in the government itself and neither can they. So you can imagine how, how huge this is. So today there is no appropriate due diligence before and after tender projects. Um, you know, absolutely nobody gets to see the process themselves. And, and we have to fix it from the inside and from the outside. What do I mean by that? So we, of course, we need to be working with the strategic people uh, within the governance, whereby we have our say to ensure that we can overlook and also be part of the tender processes. Um, if you take that stadium in itself, <laughs> sorry, I'm using that example, but um, you know somebody should have been participating uh, as a neutral party because then um, there would be no time for crime, so to speak. And then managing that uh, according to budget with and sharing with the community leaders, this is fundamental because no one has actually shared the project status, the project timeline, the project budget. Uh, if they did, it might have been the ones at the beginning and thereafter nobody from the communities took uh, interest or didn't know about it. So this goes hand in hand with my point before number six, in that when we create multiple groups and empower the community activists that will be our eyes and ears on the ground, we will be working on the inside we want them to work on the outside. We declare the project from the inside and share it with them. 
they know the timeline, they know the budget, they know where it's going to be, uh, where it's going to take place. And of course, we tell them when it's kicking off, but then there are eyes and ears on the ground. This has got to be a joint effort. No more can it be only from one side. If we don't change that and the community has not got a say or a visual on the planning throughout the project, there will never be success. So embracing the funding was uh, was appropriately spent. That's another point. You know, um, who knows? Okay, sorry, it's, it's, it's again the same stadium effect. And then I, I know there's a new so many different projects. Um, with little guard huts that are costing 1.7 million and 2.2 million, and you just see a small little uh, thing there. At the end of the day, it's the same principle. Who's monitoring the funds being used? It cannot be only from the municipality. It's got to be the community knowing what was spent. The current method is not working. Something has to change. Regarding working hours of individuals, um, I, 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 I tell you what, South Africa put a lot of money some years ago and put every effort into like the rest of the world was doing and that is technology for ir which is the fourth industrial revolution so the whole stance was focused on that so we saw the, the, the power and the greed and corruption and fraud that has taken place on that I, I need not mention that subject in itself but again with a strategic approach and project management and tender approach we must ensure and will ensure that we can see to it that the budgets are being used appropriately. And I take the example of, of budgets. If you go to SARS, you have all able bodied people that go and sit there and people that are going to get money out of SARS, some not, but mostly going to get money out of SARS. They well educated and not well, good health. And they're sitting there and they get a ticket at the door and they have an air-conditioned office, and they get a counter to go on 20 counters, and they get an independent person to speak to, an individual to speak to them, take enough time and go through the process. So that's where the government's collecting money. But the way they are paying out money is a different story. Why can we not have the same system at the grant offices, at the license office, at the pension offices? Um, uh, you know, even with our current uh, I mean, fourth industrial revolution, countries are doing major, major things. We should be doing things. For example, you you have your, your pension card reference number, your number, and you need to send it to a certain text and you get a reference number. This number is your queue number. And you go there on a such and such date and you know when they call the number on the, on the, on the light up screen like they've got at the SARS office, that person knows to go in. If they miss the person, okay, cool, but at least you're fixing 75% of the delay and people waiting in queues outside a dodgy office with rain and mess and, and criminals walking past them. Um, this has got to change. Money is not being spent in the right places. Yes, now social responsibilities suggest that we have an obligation to work and cooperate for the benefit of the environment and society at large. How do you intend on taking social responsibilities forward? Um, so basically, voters' roles are being used for votes, and you know it's once every five years, uh, right? So, uh, where are our business intelligence teams in governance, and what are they doing to share? And if so, who are they sharing with? And if so, what are those people's roles today? 
as we see the aged, the disabled, the young, the raped, the abused, the early married, the juvenile delinquents, the rehabilitation needs, they are not all addressed. Um, nor are the support structures known. <laughs> That's an important thing. <laughs> People don't know where to go, who to speak to. Uh, from a, a person that's been raped, first thing is run to the police station. Some of them don't want to report it. So who do we go to next? And then they wait two months or three months, and then they go to um, uh, Albert Latouli. Somewhere there's free service. And then you have the same SARS impact. SARS being a ticket system, but no ticket system at Albert Latouli. So they wait in queues. So you got... <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, you got a person that's been raped sitting there. Next to them is a person that's come to the same place and is on medication because he's on depression and anxiety. And on the left-hand side, you've got a person with, uh, with some sort of disability. And they're sitting for hours waiting, and someone, one person takes out their food, and one's talking about food, and one's screaming. I've, I've actually seen this. I've had to drop off people and take it. And it's a nightmare for You know, there is no system. And again, it all has got to change. So we, we plan to ensure that we look totally at all of these infrastructures, all of these places where people go to and where SARS recipients or, 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 or visitors are benefiting. We have to encourage that we have the same structure for, for the rest and also methodology of, of getting out to them in their homes you know, we can't expect people to go to every single house, but there's got to be mechanisms to, to assist them, um, you know, to actually uh, get the support that they require, know how to get the support they require, and within a time frame that they require the support. Today it's in chaos, I'm off to say, but it's, it's just chaos. Yes, now as a youth of the community, how will I be convinced that I should vote for you in 10 years' time if you decide to stand for mayor, and similarly in 20 years if you stand for president? Mm, interesting one. Um, I, I was giving you some thought, and, um, you know, if we look at uh, uh, Mandela, we look at, uh, uh, you know, all of the famous presidents and so forth, um, ultimately they were all... Um, so much so uh, marketed on, on social media and television and so forth. But there are very few of them that have actually, uh, of course, Mandela was one of them that actually um, showed change. He showed positive change. And you know, every word that he mentioned was actually utilized in context um, and repeated year after year. So... Starting with change, uh, we we obviously have mentioned that we have activists and not politicians, right? We've mentioned we need to use analytics and turn that into projects, okay? We've mentioned that we need to run short-term and medium-term uh, to long-term in parallel. So, uh, you know, that's very important. Um, and the thing is, we must give visibility on this bend, okay? So if we take all of these elements the combination of them, and we make them re relevant, meaning that throughout the process, the achievements and the failures, of course, but the achievements are identified, and they're identified today by what means. So the whole five years go by, and for me, I can't sit in a meeting where there's a presentation from my counsellor or a news article or on the TV that... Here's a presentation of the statistics, of the achievements, of the projects, 
um, and these were the successful ones, and these are the ones where they were overspent. And so, of course, we only see bad news on TV. And I'm saying that in if we were voting, of course, the Active Citizens Coalition intends to ensure that we can reflect back and we can show and people can identify with the successes. We've got that intent, we have the ability, we have the capability. By all means, if given the opportunity, we plan to, um, for our younger generation to be able to see these successes down the line. One year, two year, four year, five year, 10 years, somebody must look back and say, okay, wow, that change was made because they had a process in place. They had people with truism in their DNA and they had people that were from the ground and those negative aspects still exist because the politicians are still around from 10 years ago. <laughs> Sorry to end on that, but that, that's uh, the way I feel. And that's what I think will actually ensure that the younger generation later will see the benefits of us um, standing for mayor, standing for president or uh, any of that. I wish you all the best in the upcoming elections. Jazakallah for coming on today's show. Thank you so much for the time, really appreciate it. And uh, again, anytime if, uh, we need to repeat this or, or talk to communities, by all means, uh, you have our information. And if you need pictures as well of the successes, feel free to provide your email address. We'll send that to you. Thank you once again. And thanks to all of the listeners. Thank you. That was uh, Ward 30 ACC candidate, uh, Mohammed Hussain. That's it, for the, that's it for today's show. Signing out. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.